The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick, continuing with that one play series this offseason, which we had a lot of fun with. Uh, Going to talk about a play that is not well-liked in Ravens history, certainly. Not one with it, that evokes fond memories, uh, but an important one nonetheless. And that's the 2008 Santonio Holmes reversed on appeal touchdown that gave the Steelers the division-clinching win, effectively, against the Ravens uh, uh, that season. Here to talk about with me is Slava Cooperstein. Slava, how you doing? I'm doing well, Ken, uh, subject matter aside. Yeah, there you go. So uh, tell us a little bit why you picked this play in particular. You know, apparently I'm just stuck in 2008 because every time, you know, I do one of these with you, it's about something in the 2008 season. But it was just a really memorable one, Um, had a lot of ups and downs. Um, And this was sort of just a punctuation, um, a negative punctuation on the regular season. Um, You know, when I was thinking about this, this play, um, I was thinking about where San Antonio Holmes sort of fits in the mini pantheon of reviled Steelers receivers, which I think is sort of uh, accentuated by the fact that Ravens have had their own receiver uh, issues. So it's a little frustrating to see your uh, most bitter rival have such success. Um, San Antonio is a little bit of a forgotten man. Uh, he became the primary receiving threat for the receivers in the years before Antonio Brown came on. Um, but, but, uh, you know, of course, you know, it was Heinz Ward was the big, uh, you know, threat and AB was the big threat after, and they were both great villains for different reasons, uh, and really effective receivers. 
but uh, I did a little research about how effective um, Santonio Holmes was about the Ravens uh, or against the Ravens. So from December of 2004 to December of 2010, Heinz Ward scored zero touchdowns against the Ravens mm-hmm. um, and then did score a touchdown in the 2010 playoffs. So that's quite a drought. In 17 career games versus the Ravens, uh, Antonio Brown scored five times. Um, and in just eight career games versus the Ravens as a Steeler, Santonio Holmes scored a total of seven times plus one in the uh, 2008 playoffs. So he very regularly scored against us. That uh, that obviously is a pretty significant record there. And so Holmes ends up being one of the uh, architects of villainy in this this one. But uh, Ravens came into this game, had had, um, you know, an early graduation into – what do I call it? Uh, contention again, after a terrible 2007 season uh, dominated by injuries in the secondary, uh, finally getting rid of Kyle Bowler after the 2007 season and uh, uh, bringing in Joe Flacco and Ray Rice at the top of the draft. Uh, the Ravens uh, got off to a great year. They had, a, they had put together an outstanding offensive line. They didn't think Marshall Yanda amazingly was kept on the bench for much of 2008, but it was a great offensive line. Uh, the 08 and 09 lines are really the, the greatest in Ravens history. And they were winning. But take, tell us some, take us through some of the early season that, that, that got us to this game in December that uh, was pretty much for all the marbles at the time. So uh, this game was happening. Um, this was week 15, and leading up to that, um, the Ravens uh, were – were nine and uh, were nine and four, with a four and one record in the division. Um, they had dominated the AFC North uh, with a four and one record, um, and uh, and of course with their sole loss in the AFC North at that point against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the teams that they lost to were uh, were pretty good, uh, pretty good teams. They'd lost to the Steelers, who eventually went on to win the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They lost to the Titans, which uh, a loss that they would avenge uh, in the playoffs. But the Titans were considered by many uh, to be the class of the uh, to be the class of the uh, NFL that season. And in fact, the Titans, um, I believe, beat the Steelers uh, that season as well. To the following week, and uh, uh, we lost to the Colts. Uh, that was pretty uh, a, a real beatdown, uh, 30, 31 to three um, against Peyton Manning's Colts and the Colts. You know, we're regularly uh, whooping us at that time, sorry to say. And then, you know, kind of a sloppy loss, uh, loss against the Giants. Um, but for the most part, those were losses to quality teams, and the Ravens were, were rolling along at a good clip. Yeah, the, the Giants just won the Super Bowl, too. It wasn't like they were a, they were a pushover. You know, the game was uh, was at the Meadowlands. Tough game for the Ravens, obviously, to, to, to not get that one. Now, it is important to note that the Ravens, with all their success, if they'd won the won the game against the Steelers, both teams would have ended up five and one in the division, and the Steelers still had an advantage in I believe it's the AFC games, but there may have been a common opponent tiebreaker even before that. But they did have an advantage in AFC games that was going to give them the tiebreaker. So the Ravens not only needed to win this game, but also win out and hope for the Steelers to lose to the Titans, which they did the the, the very next week. Uh, so this game anyway uh, came into it. Uh, you know, the, the very tightly played, close to the vest game, uh, fairly cold weather. Temperature, I remember being in the 40s at, at, at the time. 
Um, Flacco had one of his worst games as a pro with a 22 rating uh, through two interceptions, no touchdowns. Ravens didn't really do a lot on the ground, but they did manage 112 yards. What else can you tell us about the game up to this point? I mean, it was, it was your classic uh, Ravens-Steelers slugfest, a lot of uh, defensive highlights, um, you know, uh, Samari Roll forcing uh, Santonio Holmes, incidentally, fumble, um, which was recovered by Ed Reed. Um, this was one of your classic Roethlisberger-Suggs matchups where it just seemed every single time that uh, – I'm sure for Ravens fans it feels like every single time Suggs is in pursuit of Roethlisberger right as he manages to, you know, throw a great pass, but – um, I'm sure Steelers fans will tell you that it just felt like, you know, Suggs was always draped over Roethlisberger. But it was, you know, one of one of the great matchups between the two of them. I think uh, Suggs did force a fumble, um, a Roethlisberger fumble, which was recovered in midair um, by Brian McKinney. Um, and but yeah, I mean, it was just a it was a field goal fest, right? You got three field goals by uh, Matt Stover, um, two uh, by Jeff Reed, if anybody remembers that. Uh, upstanding he's a, cra- he's a crazy man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he he definitely made headlines a lot uh for things outside of his kicking um you know and then uh that led to um uh, to pretty much the towards the end of the fourth quarter i actually um forgot to put the time stamp but it's very close to the end of the fourth quarter so under a minute to go mm-hmm. um it's third and goal on the ravens four yard line uh, Steelers are marching and, uh, you know, third and goal, they have, uh, Heinz Ward and Santonio Holmes as the receivers and Heath Miller as the tight end. Um, and they, uh, uh, and Rothenberger kept a running back, back as sort of, uh, a, sort of a check down option. Um, and, and this is sort of a uh, classic Roethlisberger play. He takes the snap, scrambles left, you know, the defense pursues, there's nothing there, scrambles right. Suggs is just within you know, within inches, right? And, uh, and uh, you know, Roethlisberger, as he is wont to do, buys just enough time to throw the ball to Santonio Holmes, who laterally is in the middle uh, of the end zone. And, and his feet are 100% in the end zone, but it appears that the ball and his, uh, uh, that the ball doesn't break the plane. He catches it outside of the end zone. And uh, so the refs rule it down at that time at the one yard line or at the, you know, whatever half yard line. Which would have brought up fourth down and goal from that spot. There were fifty seconds to go when the when the pass was thrown, so they would would have set up an, a for all the marbles play on the very next play had that uh, had that happened. Yeah, that's that exactly left that way. Yeah, uh, or I, or the Steelers, I guess, could have played for the. Um, oh, could they, they could have played to tie the game? Yeah, yeah. played played to tie the game. That's right. Um, it, it, hard to say what they would have done. I mean, it's it's a really, you know, it was tough sledding for both teams that day offensively. You might go ahead and take your chances there. Um, but either way, uh, it was a hugely consequential play. Uh, it, it seemed that the review took forever. And, um, and every single angle of the review seemed to suggest that the ball did not um, cross the plane. There was a really good, um, you know, from the left – it, from the offense's left side, sideline camera um, on the goal line that uh, where Ed Reed comes from behind Santonio Holmes and hits him, uh, you know, right as he's getting to the ball and um, seems to show that the ball doesn't cross the plane. I mean, that seemed to be the, you know, the, the alpha and the omega of the play. 
but uh, referee Walt Coleman uh, nonetheless came back and said, after reviewing the play. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The receiver had two feet down in the end zone with possession of the ball. We have a touchdown um, in front of a then record uh, Baltimore Ravens home crowd, uh, which was received about as well as you would think. Yeah, and, and needless to say, that set of conditions, as stated, does not create a touchdown necessarily. Right, exactly. He neglected, uh, Coleman completely neglected to to say whether the ball crossed the plane, which was, really was the only thing that was in dispute, right? right? Nobody had any doubt that Santonio Holmes' feet were in the end zone. Nobody had any doubt that he caught the ball cleanly or that he maintained possession through the catch and, and went down. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, d- I did a little bit of research on Walt Coleman uh, and learned 
Uh, interestingly, that he was the official who made the call in the Tuck Rule game, uh, the infamous Tuck Rule game against uh, between the uh, Patriots and the Oakland Raiders that sent the Patriots uh, on their way to the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, you know, after the game, he was interviewed and said, yeah, the ball was breaking the plane. Um, he had two feet down and completed the catch with control of the ball, breaking the plane of the goal line. A uh, little bit, little bit flippant and a little bit late, uh, in my opinion. That that is that's an important distinction there too. You could be juggling the football, and the ball could cross the plane. And we've seen that happen at other key moments. The fourth and two play where uh, Belichick went for it, uh, I believe, had a juggling component to it, where where control of football wasn't established until after he was driven back behind the uh, behind the line to gain. And w- w- that was against the Colts. Yeah, against the Colts yeah. in. I want to say, I, I don't remember the exact year. It was around this time. Yeah. Um, I, no, no, I remember that. I remember that play. And uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, he, it, it was otherwise a very clean catch. The, <laughs> the only thing that was in controversy was the thing that the referee didn't uh, comment on, which was frustrating. And this was actually, you know, in some ways, a really annoying time to be a Ravens fan in, in, in some aspects, like around these early Harbaugh years. You know, you had every time you were watching a Ravens game, if Collinsworth was on the broadcast, he was just fawning over Ben Roethlisberger. Brady got, you know, crazy calls with, like when Suggs, you know, barely brushed by his leg. Um, and, and, and you know, Peyton Manning was just, you know, whooping us every time. And it really reinforced this notion that the Ravens were, you know, just beneath the class of the AFC, which were those three teams that, you know, we had some trouble surmounting. So this, this was really a punctuation uh, to all of that in that time. Yeah, def- definitely a, uh, uh, a moment that uh, it's it, it just one of those things that you wonder, we've seen so many calls not get reversed and been frustrated by it, you know, time after time after time. And, and you just wonder where is the incontrovertible evidence uh, you know, that, that made this call reversible when all those others were not. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, a lot of other people said after the fact and broadcasters, the important thing is they got the call right. Well, no, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that they follow the rules correctly of challenges and that they, and that they you know, require incontrovertible evidence to, to overturn that call. That's not exactly the correct word, by the way, incontrovertible, but whatever the, the correct terminology is, it was not achieved on this, on this call. And Coleman's description of it made it that much worse a situation. The the time I can think of a play that went in the Ravens' favor where I really did not like the referee's method of describing it was the 2001 Monday Night Football play at Tennessee. So the Ravens ended up stopping the Titans on fourth and one on an untimed down to win that game at the end of at the end of uh, regulation so the, uh, uh, the on the play before peter bulware had crossed the line uh to go back on side the ravens thought the game was over bulware did at least he was late getting back he touched the offensive lineman that's an encroachment call right then stop the clock now the ravens had other things it's like oh they weren't even lined up properly they didn't have the number written number of men on the line of scrimmage so it might have been offsetting penalties at that point, which honestly wouldn't have made that much a difference because it was only about a half yard penalty um, given what happened. They had about a five minute review of that play and they came back and the official said on a play of this magnitude, and it was like the worst possible way you could start this has nothing to do with the magnitude of the play has nothing to do with it. 
Okay, just leave that out of there. The the defender touched the offensive lineman and uh, encroached after discussion. Uh, that'll be enforced from the one yard line. We'll have an untimed down. Blah blah blah. That's all you needed to say. And uh, you know, but to start it off with on a play of this magnitude is the same mistake that Coleman made to talk about other factors that aren't part of the decision um, as he went through with the description of the of the play itself. So very very frustrating. Yeah, and it's a, you know that like you and I said I think uh, uh, you know a few days before about this play. Uh, had it, had the call gone the other way, it probably wasn't going to have indisputable visual evidence, whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, w- w- whatever the terminology is to, to, to make the call go our way, because it was just so close. Um, you, you know, it's one of those rare, it's one of those rare calls What you know, the call ought to stand. Um, and uh, it didn't. And the Steelers benefited. And, you know, that basically sealed the AFC North for them that season. Yes, and uh, the, the Ravens still would have needed a little help. They needed Tennessee to beat the Steelers. They did, and then that that made it feel that much of a knife twist the, the next week. The, the Ravens went in, took care of business against the Cowboys, were still playing for their playoff lives in the final game of the season. Had they lost that game to Jacksonville, they wouldn't have made it. Um, and, and they beat them pretty handily, 27-7, uh, to 7, with Ed Reed having a couple more picks in that game. But uh, just one of those uh sequences against the against the Steelers that boy um yeah the Ravens didn't have any offense in the game it was a pretty typical game in 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 a lot of ways the Ravens in the playoffs I thought that the game was extremely similar the AFC championship loss to them in terms of it being a game where the Ravens couldn't really generate much offensively and they still managed to hang in the game with some key turnovers and um and stayed in it we've seen that from the Ravens a number of times in the playoffs twice against Tennessee most notably uh, but anyway, they 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 had their chance there as well, and uh, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, rookie year for Flacco, he looked great in the Week Three loss at Pittsburgh when they lost twenty three to twenty. He really had a terrific game, including I don't know if folks even remember this play, but he had a twelve point second pocket twelve point six second pocket time on one pass in that Week Three game. Why wow, do remember that one? Yeah, no, I, I running around, running around left all the way to the left sideline, back to the right sideline, kind of thing. It's just a a, a a remarkable play, worth worth taking a look at. I wish somebody had taken that on that one play. That's, that that's incredible. That, that's yeah. like um, McNabb against the Cowboys that one time, right? Where he just like just keep keeps yeah. running back and forth. Wow, twelve seconds. That's yeah, that's, that's a long impressive. time. I, I, in in uh, you go back to football, the nineteen seventies. Fran Tarkenton had a few plays like that where he would just run around the pocket get reestablished. And the Vikings were, were pretty good at that time. And the Ravens obviously as well, in terms of reestablishing a pocket and maintaining blocks for that long. Cause it's easy to get, you know, just decide I'm not going to hold after a certain amount of time, but you got to really then reset and look is where's my quarterback going? How do I remake that? It doesn't work. Otherwise, if you've got four defenders chasing Flacco down there. Well, lest we forget Flacco is a little bit more mobile than we, uh, uh, give him credit for, you know, given that his first touchdown was ever, ever was a 38 yard yep. touchdown run. So to start this season, that was uh that was a big one. All right. Well, great, great choice of play. Slav. I'm glad we had a chance to review that. And uh, you know, in, in terms of Ravens history in the 2008 uh, turnout, it could have been the Ravens playing at home in the AFC championship had that call been made properly. And it obviously, you know, the Ravens have never had one at home, and that would have made it just a, a, a difference, I think, in terms of, uh, of being able to play it. The Steelers remained a big hump for this team uh, really through about 2010 
Uh, in fact, you could say through 2014, which is really when they when they beat them in the playoffs for the first time, beating a long you know to end a long streak of playoff losses to all Pittsburgh teams. Well, luckily we got the monkey off our back and uh, onward and upward. All right, Slava, really appreciate you coming on for this. Tell folks where they can talk football with you. I'm on Twitter at Slava Cooperstein. That's S-L-A-V-A-K-U-P-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. All right. Thanks very much for coming on. Other folks out there who, who want to do a film study short, I'm open open season, open mic this time of year. I'd love to hear from you. DM me on Twitter. Uh, I'll always respond to those fairly quickly, and they're always open. Uh, if you have analytics topic, that one play you want to do, um, other things about uh, being an armchair GM, whatever it might be, franchise building, eager to talk to you about it and, uh, and hear your thoughts. Slava, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ken. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.